We are live. We are back. New York Sports Exchange episode number 49. And we got our hockey preview. We're almost at 50. 50 burger. Do you know what I can't wait? Do you know what I can't wait for? What? Number 69. I think that's that's gonna be a fun one. That's gonna be the best one. That's gonna be that's gonna be that's gonna be a fun one. But anyway, (laughs) uh we have our hockey preview today. We had Jake and Matt. Matt from Putt Talks. Be sure to make sure be sure to follow them on Instagram. They have one minute reels of every team. I'm I'm losing it today. They have every team they have every team. Like a one-minute Instagram reel of every team, their season preview, what they did in the offseason, who they lost in the offseason, all that. It helped me out. Well, not really because I mispronounced like eight names wrong. But <laughs> that's besides the point. Check them out on Inst- check Matt out on Instagram. And Jake, you all know Jake. Uh, yeah. this, what is this? This is his fourth time on? Yeah. Yes. Right? Well, it was either longest, fourth or fifth. Longest tenured. Longest tenured yeah. de- guest for Jake. But once uh, crazy. once college basketball season rolls around, I think uh, Oaks will uh, take once once February fourth and March fourth come around, I think uh, Oaks <laughs> will be Oaks will be making an appearance. Um, we're gonna make this real quick because it's a very a very lengthy. We literally go into every single team from every single conference and division. Literally give our Stanley Cup prediction. Who's gonna win the MVP? Rookie of the Year? Best goalie. You name it, we we the talked about bang. it. The whole the whole nine yards. So we're just gonna jump right into it. The wild card weekend for baseball is Friday, Saturday, and possibly Sunday if any of the teams go into three games. I'm excited. I'm very excited. Playoff baseball is anything bad. anything with playoff in it, I watch. Like it's gonna get interesting. Let's just hop into it right away. So the first first game, the noon game, is going to be Rays and the Guardians. This one, this is important for the Yankees too because we're getting the winner of this. But what do we think of the Rays? Or not not the Rays, the Guardians. Excuse me. I don't even know honestly. They came. In, they shocked. They shocked all of baseball. First off, they had they came into the season with like a seven point five percent chance to yes. win. There. Oh, excuse me. Nice. Um, yeah. <laughs> wow. Great. Um, but I don't know. I don't know who I who I'd rather face. I, really I will. All don't right. Know. How about this? All right. I'll I'll go into it. Uh, game one: Bieber, McClanahan on the mound. I do look at recent stats. Those matter for the playoffs. Definitely okay. something to look at. In their last ten games, the Rays are two and eight, and they've lost five in a row. The Guardians, however, hasn't really pitched. Too yeah, well and McClanahan hasn't been the same since he went since he's been on the IL. Yeah, and then for Cleveland, seven and three in their last ten, they've won two in a row. Here's the thing with Cleveland that always like Cleveland. They're the youngest team. They have a very experienced manager in Terry Francona. The pitching Tristan McKenzie has had a very good year. Tristan McKenzie is so good. Look at Jason, not Jason Ramirez, Jose Ramirez, <laughs> Jose Ramirez. You got Stephen Kwan was one of the most underrated rookies all year. And then mm-hmm. Josh Naylor, pretty good. Andres Jimenez was an all-star. I like the Guardians. Although don't be shocked about the Rays. They are, as I said, as I said on Tuesday, they are a pesky bunch. But yeah, they somehow always find a way. They and find it, a way. It pisses me off. 
right. The two o'clock game is or the next series going to the National League. It is going to be Phillies and the Cardinals. As I also as I said on Tuesday, this series has over written all over it. I every game. I think I will not be shocked if every game in this series goes over. The pitching doesn't really sell me for both teams because I mean yeah. the Cardinals are starting Jose Quintana in Game One, which is shocking to say the least. And okay. then, but a thing that just really when I look at pitching, it it's all that matters in the postseason. Yeah, hitting gets you runs, but pitching's really all that matters. And I look at the bullpen. I look at bullpens of both teams. The Phillies don't really have a good bullpen. And the only two bright spots of this Cardinals bullpen is Gallegos, who they just signed for a two-year extension, and Ryan Helsley, who literally became a household name during the All-Star game. So I'm going to take the Cardinals. I would not be shocked if it goes to three, but I do think that the last ride for Pujols, Yachty, and Wainwright, it's going to keep going. I'm also going to take the Cardinals, but... I think it does go to three. It goes to three? All right. Yes. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be sure. to three. Okay. Next up, the Mariners and the Blue Jays. Tim and I had a very lengthy discussion about this series because this, – this, There is a lot to talk about here. This is, this is going to be a good one. Yes. I love the Mariners' four-man rotation going into this. I love them. Castillo – Ray, yep. Gilbert, and Kirby. Ray, Ray pitching against the Blue Jays, too. Ray, yes. Ray pitching against his former team, too. Although the – and their bullpen isn't that bad, either. It's not. It's really it's not, not. Andres Munoz, pretty fucking underrated. Paul Seawald, pretty fucking underrated. Diego Castillo, wild at times. But if he can get <laughs> – yeah. If, if he, he can, can get, dial it in. If he can dial it in and locate the ball pretty well, he's pretty unhittable. Yeah. I'm going to say it. I like the Mariners. I like the Mariners to take this. I know I do the, too. Now, do you get, have them in two or three? I have them in three. I think it's going to be in three. Yeah. But I just think that the pitching, re- if it goes to three, I think Toronto's screwed. Because now oh, yeah. 100%. Manoa's not pitching because he p- just pitched game one. Gaussman isn't pitching because he just pitched game two. Who are you throwing in in game three? Berrios? Like, he's he's been one of the biggest disappointments all year. Yeah, he's not what he was in Minnesota. Yeah, I, I, re- I really like the Mariners to win this. If I can find... Yeah, like, who else do they have left? They have Berrios, Stripling, Kikuchi, and Mitch White. And Kikuchi, they don't even use as a starter anymore because now he's a long relief guy. <laughs> They signed him this year. As a, I, I don't know. Blows my mind. I like the Mariners. I think Seattle does it. And if they beat the Astros, that would be. I, I'm picking Seattle because I like them to beat the Astros. That uh, yeah. I'll say it. I'll say it. Yeah. All right. Going. You have Seattle too. Oh, 100. Okay. All right. Last but not least. We go to Queens. <laughs> we go to Queens. The 101. You Darvish. You Darvish. You Darvish, man. All right. So Buckshaw Walter said Max Scherzer is going to start game one. Chris Bassett's going to start game two. Call me crazy, 
I like this. Because if you sweep, you play the Dodgers, who they've played well. They've played they've played them well oh, all year. Well. They've played, they've played them, well. them well all year. Mm-hmm. You get to use DeGrom twice. Mm-hmm. Because his arm's going to be fresh. Yeah. So I love the move. I think it's super smart. Yes. But now we go to the Padres side. The Padres, I mean, they haven't been great since the Juan Soto trade. Now, obviously, they didn't get the return of Fernando Tatis because he got suspended. But you, Darvish, always kills the Mets. I think, but I like the Mets. I like the Mets to win. I think it kind of comes down to like it, I feel like it depends on what happens in Game One, like because if they lose Game One, right, then you Darvish mm-hmm. is going to pitch again against them. Okay, okay. All right. However, I still if like they win game one. Take the I nuts. think it's over. I think they take it in two. Oh, the the Padres? You're thinking the no, Padres no, are going to no, take? No, no. Oh no! Oh shit! No, no, I'm, no, no. If, I if, like blacked if, out. If the, <laughs> if the Mets get, win game one, I think they take it in two. Okay. All right. All right. Moving on to football. It's it's a hockey episode, so we're just going to talk about the Giants and the Jets. We're going to post our picks on the Instagram. That's how we're going to reveal them, but. Giants coming off a London game. No, not coming off. Playing in London. They just announced that Kenny Galladay and Kadarius Tony are out. Wondell Robinson's probably out. The big question, will Daniel Jones play? It's looking like yes. Another big news for the Giants. They just signed Landon Collins. Okay. And he's going to be he's going to be playing. <clears throat> okay. He's going to be playing too. So, they do play the Packers. And now I don't I don't think that do I think they'll win this game? I'm not going to say no. I'm going to say maybe. Mm-hmm. Which which means no. But <laughs> Don't be no, shocked but like it'll it could I, be a close game. I will not be shocked if we give them a game. I wouldn't be That's shocked. That's all I'm say. I could That's I could all I'm going to say with the Giants. If Saquon can perform well, if Daniel Jones, if, if we do exactly what we've been doing for the last, and if the offensive line, if Evan Neal can look like, look like what he, if he looked like what he did last week, I think the Giants will be fine. Do I think they're going to win? No. You know what? Cover. Just cover the eight-point spread. I'll be happy. It's against one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Just, I think they could cover. They could cover. Eight points. Perfect. All right. Now the Jets, they play the Dolphins. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater has been announced as starter due to the Tua injury. Zach Wilson making his making his home debut for the year. Um, I'm going to say it. I like the Dolphins. I, I like the Dolphins to win this, and I like the Dolphins to cover as well. Yeah. What's, what's the spread at? Three and a half. Okay. It's pretty close. But yeah, I do – I close. do th- – I think that – Teddy's an experienced quarterback, and I think he got thrown into a situation where obviously, like, you can't really prepare for that. So that's why he wasn't really at his best. But I think that he's got he's got the targets. He's got Tyreek Hill. He's got Jalen Waddle. I, I like him. I I like the Dolphins to win. I like him too. 
All right. Okay, so change of plans. So we are doing our finishing segments right now. So that that is our that's how we're gonna do it. So we're doing our finishing segments. Terrence, you're what I saw. What did I see? Um I saw Sing Two for the first time. Oh, did you cry? Here it was I heard it was like emotional when no. it like first came out. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't cry. It was so dude, the soundtrack was so good though. It was a good movie. I liked it. Alright. My what I saw. <laughs> Our boy the Pope is famous. Did you see what he did? No, what did he do? Shout out Pope. And now if I can find it. Yes. Pope called into WFAN. He called into the twelve o'clock Sal Licata show. And now Sal Licata's been Sal Licata has been getting shit on recently because he uh you know said the NL East was over on Memorial Day and then our former guest Frank the Tank called him out, basically said, and I quote, You fucking jinxed us, you motherfucker. <laughs> Stop talking Yeah. And he blocked him. So Pope oh being God. the Pope being the, you know, Frank the Tank diehard that he is, had this to say on Sal Licata. I'm doing good tonight. Uh, I want to get to my point about the Yankees. Uh, but before that, I want to uh, address you. So I, I'm sure you've, you've seen the video 4,000 times. I've seen it too with uh, the take about the NL East. Uh, my thing it, it, it got it got a million views. So I, yeah, yeah, unfortunately, I've seen that's, it in the last couple of days several times. It's your job. You're making you're making takes on the air. My take is this: if you're going to make these takes, why are you becoming such a softy on Twitter? You're blocking Frank the Tank. You're familiar with that? This guy I am. Yeah, uh, for years and years, you had it forecasted the whole year. Well, some no. Frank always thinks the Mets are going to lose. I have no issue with him. And then I woke up and I didn't even see it. Somebody told me about it. I saw him curse me out, and that's an automatic block. If I see it, I don't see a lot of tweets anymore. But if I see it, I like blocking people because it ticks them off. So I take great joy in blocking people. Now I don't think Frank cares about that necessarily. Are you are you going to give Frank any credit for for him being right? He was right the whole year. He predicted the whole thing. No, he's not. No, I'm not giving. He he gets paid for everything. He predicted the ten and a half. Yes, that, that's all I got. And wow. then I posted it on the community, the Frank the Tank community, where he can say bad things about the Mets. And uh-huh. I said, I said, look at this. Sal Licata is doing the chop on air. And, <laughs> and then he, Frank, quote tweeted it and just said, "Hey, that was it. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, yeah, that that that's basically." That that's that was funny. a different. That that's was awesome. that was something. That was I was crying, laughing at like one thirty in the that's morning. Awesome. <laughs> All right, fun fact of the day. Fun episode, very fun episode. Fun. Ooh, for my TV buffs, this is good. How long? Do you know Gilligan's Island? I haven't like watched it, but I've heard of it. Okay, Gilligan's. How long was Gilligan's Island on? Just guess how many episodes. Oh, how many episodes? Ooh. Um, it's not what you think. I'll say that. I'm going to go with... I'll go with like 35. No. Gilligan's Island ran for a total of... 
of 98 episodes. The first season consisting of 36 of those episodes were filmed in black and white. And these episodes were later colorized for syndication. The show's second and third seasons, which combined for 62 episodes. And they had three TV movie sequels that were filmed in color. The more you know. pretty far off. (laughs) All right. That's going to wrap it up. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube. This is going to be a pain in the ass to chop these videos up, but you know I'll I'll do my best. Um, be sure to follow us on Spotify and rate us. Drop a, drop a like on the YouTube too. Rate us five yes. stars. Five stars only, and we five stars. We'll five stars. And we will see you guys on Tuesday. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy your football Sunday. Enjoy your college football Saturday. Should be a good one. Peace out, guys. It's hockey season starting tomorrow, so you know what that means. We got to get on Jake and Matt. Guys, welcome. Our official preview. How we've been. It's been a while. Think like July, correct? Yeah. Oh, it's been a long time. I turned 21 since since our last... uh... He's became a man. He's entered adulthood. Yeah, that that made it a really fun summer. Uh, But we're back here at Quinnipiac, Matt and I. Matt's a senior now and I'm a junior. So our time is dwindling here, but we're going to make the most of it. Hopefully we can get a really good, uh, you know, Rangers season this year and hopefully another good playoff run. So uh, we're looking forward to the hockey season for sure. I'm loving. I'm loving the Mac. I'm loving the Mac representation already. Of course. I'll be plugging the – Puck Talk, my podcast here, Puck Talk CS, baby. You know, you have us on here all about that collab with that New York Sports Exchange. But, yeah, things are good. I'm a beat reporting for the hockey team for the school's television, which is Q30. Uh, So I'm getting a lot of reps already making content for that. It was a busy weekend, first weekend doing that. So I covered two exhibition games. I I broadcasted one of the games for our radio then made content for that game and then the next day i was on so like i'm doing writing filming the game cutting the highlight doing like stand-ups and analysis so managing that but also like the nhl the new york rangers are my that's my thing so like i don't i don't have notes prepped or anything usually i'm a big like i'm all about preparation preparation but like last time we were here we were talking about pierre luc dubois in july yeah and now it's like a week for you know tuesday's opening night so i feel like that's a good segue eh? oh absolutely um, all right. So, let, all right, let's just jump right into it. We're going to go division by division. We're going to start off with the Metro because, of course, um, let's just get started with all reliable New York Rangers. Um, they had a pretty big offseason, especially after the playoffs that they had. So they lose Cop, they lose Vetrano, they lose Strom, but they get possibly one of the best second line centers in that free agency class in Vincent Trocek. Wasn't an overpay, probably, but take what we can get at this point. Anyone can be better than Ryan Strom at this point. <laughs> so, so what are we what are we expecting from the Rangers? I've I know, I've watched a few preseason games. They've looked pretty good. I watched the game last night, although it ended in a loss. But what do we think of the Rangers right so far this year? Well, I'm gonna I'm just gonna say first and foremost, I'd love to get to all the teams here uh, in the short time we have. So I'm not. I'm going to keep it short with the with the boys in blue. But um, 
off season was a little tricky. Uh, it was kind of 50, 50 in terms of how much they got versus how much they gave away. Uh, I think they gave away a lot more than they got in and it shows with all the names that left and all the ones we got in. So they filled the roster spots. They're now more than ever. I think after they traded Buchnevich, it was like, okay, now it's time to fill in, but now it's serious. You know, you got guys who are going to be rotating into the top six and now there's huge expectations to return to playoff form to win a playoff series. So that's, that's going to be a big deal. Um, but I don't know. I, I still think that they're a really, really strong team. You look at all the analytics, they're not saying that, you know, they're going to have as much of a shot as everybody else thinks, but I think that they're, you know, those analytics can't really predict a lot of breakout seasons and it's, it's a tough model to fill. You know, when you see stats in the past, you kind of have to let the model follow a steady trend. You can't really make your model go all these different directions. So I can expect guys, you know, you think about all the young guys in the lineup, those first round picks, you know, Schneider, Miller, uh, what crafts off loft cockle you know they got to pop at some point so i think this is the year for a lot of those guys and you know if they pop off then the raiders are gonna be right at the top of the metro yeah jay kind of building off of what you said pavel buchnevich is traded listen the trade wasn't to get better and i think that's what a lot of the misunderstanding was at the time the trade was looking into the future and saying the cap's really not moving the promise is $7 million in 2024. That means every team needs to accrue enough money to provide every team in the NHL $7 million. So now 32 franchises, because you added Vegas in 2019 and Seattle, and because of the COVID pandemic, which delayed the raising of the cap again, that would be a significant change because then you probably could have signed more guys in the offseason and specifically for the Rangers, kept a lot of guys. That wasn't the case. But... Based off of what Tim Stutzel was paid in Ottawa, which I'm sure we'll get to him. Oh, yes. <laughs> Miller Miller and Lafreniere are going to get paid. They're going to get paid. And whether it's paid on the potential they have or paid on re- legitimately how they perform this season, they're going to have to get paid. So the Buchnevich move, actually, this is where it's really going to be tested because you're seeing Jimmy Vesey's kind of back on a PTO. He's doing really well. Is he going to be in that first line wing? And is it going to be kind of a placeholder for when they seek someone like Patrick Kane at the trade deadline or a top line right winger potentially I think the biggest loss in the offseason was Frank Vetrano because I thought he was a perfect complement for uh, Zibanejad Kreider that's in the past now looking towards the season Vincent Trocek great upgrade I think he has a little more of that physical edge uh obviously the finish is there as well but his physical edge I mean you saw in the preseason games already he, uh, he's doing well with the, working with the power play units. I think he'll probably get reps in the first power play unit, if not Phil Heal. Kid line's looking great. So I think adding Trocheck was big. And it's really, as to build, building off of what Jake said, it's like if Lafreniere and Miller step it up, that allows like Kako to be the wild card. And then even if Kravtsov doesn't, for the forward group, they'll do all right. And then Miller's I mean, you see some of the moves he put on in the preseason. I think he's oh, yeah. ready. I think he's he taking the next so step. Good. And then Braden Schneider, I think, is just – it's another year. He's 20. He'll play stout defense, kind of follow in, in line. And then with cap permitting or whatever happens, he could even be a potential replacement for Lindgren if they have to trade him. Now, Lindgren's a warrior and a character guy. That's based off of some things that came out this summer with cap management as well. But I think the Rangers are poised to be first or second in the division. Lovely. That's, it's always good like to hear. That. I like that. <laughs> uh, since we have – so that's good, probably going to be it for talking Rangers because we're going yeah. through every team here. Uh, the team across the island, 
the New York Islanders. Tim is not here, our Islanders representative. So they just ex- they didn't really do much. We all thought they were getting Nazem Kadri, but he ended up going to Calgary. But that that's just unfortunate. But oh well. But uh, <laughs> so they had, the only real move that they made was really extending Matt Barzal, which was something they basic basically something that they had to do. Yeah, of course. Well, the pressure, it's all about the pressure. You see, you look around the league and you look at all the guys getting locked up for those long-term contracts. And as young as Stutzla is and as young as guys like Robert Thomas are and, you know, Jason Robertson, they still fit that kind of Matt Barzell role where they're going to be, you know, pressured to be the top, one of the top guys on the team, if not the top guy on the team in the coming years. So, you know, when those guys sign those contracts, it puts pressure on, you know, Lamorello to get something done before Barzell's money goes up too much. So, I think it was a good contract because Barzell is a really, really good hockey player. I think he has so much untapped potential because he just needs to get into that, you know, scoring threat game where he could put points on the board. But I don't know. The Islanders, they got Romanov too, which is a really solid defense who could play, you know, kind of second pairing, maybe top on the first line. But, you know, Pelican and Pulik are there. So it's going to be interesting. I don't have them in the playoffs because the Metro is very competitive right now. I think there's a lot of teams up there that are going to be better. And I think a lot of teams that are going to score more goals. Sorokin and Barlamov is one of the best tandem in the NHL, but I don't know. I just I, I don't see it happening. They they had a really bad year because of that whole 13-game road trip that they had to do. I think it was a little longer, actually. It was rough. It was definitely rough, but yeah. I just I don't see them winning enough games to you know be competitive for a playoff spot. Yeah, Jake, I disagree, but the margin of disagreement isn't by much. I think they're wild card one, like ceiling wild card two. Because the only benefit of the doubt, I would state, is that they had a rough November. Mm-hmm. And that was because they were riddled with injuries. They were riddled with COVID, you know, nonsense. And that was at a point worldwide, globally, where the fear of the pandemic and the spread of COVID wasn't that bad last winter. So mm-hmm. I think they kind of got screwed by some protocols and parameters that were in place prior to the season. And I think that that really sunk the ship. I think if you, if they win or go 500 or above in that stretch, they probably would be a wild card team. That is my personal opinion. And I think they're coming into this season with the same roster. Hopefully you get a little bit more out of some of your guys. I think Nelson didn't have a bad season. Uh, I think Josh Bailey didn't have the worst season. Granted, do you want better wingers? 100%. Did you want Nazem Kadri's or 2C? You'd have one of the best one-two punches in the league. That's not the case. But give Sork in the net. Let's see how things play out with that defensive style of play. Maybe with the new coach, they won't be as uh, shell-like styled. And maybe they'll be able to tap into some more offense. We'll see what happens, of course. I would say ceiling wildcard one, floor wildcard two, or not, not making the playoffs. Good, good. All right. I have a, I have a suggestion. Okay. I have a suggestion. So okay. uh, MSG Live, whatever it is, like MSG PM, they do this great thing where at the start of every show, they like give them like 30 seconds to break down whatever it is happening in the day. How about a minute timer for these? Because then we can just bang right through them, like yes. quick bang, bang, okay. get it done. So yeah. let's do, let's do the devils. Okay. Let's get, let's get those little, you know, yeah. the, the three teams. You've got Andre Pollock. Congratulations. And then, <laughs> Well, uh, but also, also, also with the Islanders too. I, you know, I'm looking at last season standings, and 
I, I don't see any of the teams that finished in front of them, Carolina, New York, Pittsburgh, and Washington. I don't see any of them falling out of where they were. You know, Washington at 100 no, points last year. No, I, I right? think they're the top three teams this season. Yeah, and so the Islanders had 84 points last year. That's 16 points out from the wild card spot. So unless you could see them getting eight more wins than they did last year, I, I don't I don't see that their team got eight wins better because they added Romanov. That like that that's just that's me personally. So But that could just be eight losses from injury. True. They did lose and a lot of games. They did lose a lot of games that's very true. true. Very competitive Ooh. metro though. Columbus is gonna be better. So, they had the same wins as the Islanders last season. So I think I think that last wild cards Colum- or the wild cards really from the Metro is Columbus, New Jersey, or the Islanders. Okay. I well, think the okay. Islanders is a wild card. All right. Because I think Columbus's first line is sick. I won't get too much into that, but I know we want to hop to Jersey too, so we can talk about them. Stan, even if right. we're in the middle of talking, just yell out time. Like done. Okay. Like I'll, like, I'll, like a okay. Steve Harvey beast, you know? <laughs> okay. Um, I do want to get – we just brought up Columbus, so we might as well. They just got possibly one of the best free agents in that free agency class and Johnny Gaudreau. The best free agent. So, the best, yeah. The best, yeah. yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Stan. <laughs> but uh, how does – like, so do you think – are they going to be stuck at the wild card? Are they going to be – are they going to be one of those top three teams? Or do you think that – they're just going to be stuck there in that in the wild card. You think? I don't think they have the depth, Jake. Honestly, I think their first line sick. Kent Johnson, Johnny Gaudreau, and Patrick Laine, who just got paid. So you have or Rosalind. one of the best cert- certified freak seven days a week in Johnny Gaudreau. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Patrick Laine, I think he's a goal scorer. He was on pace to really have a forty goal season despite injuries. He's one of the best shooters in the league. Yeah, like, full, like one of the best goal scorers, pure goal scorers. Has that raw shot. Uh, not the best defender, but Kent Johnson, one of the highly rated prospects out of Michigan last year, went number five overall, I believe Mm -hmm. last draft. So, uh, you have one of the best first, like potentially one of the best first lines in the league behind that. Not a lot, like a lot of character players, but I think that's where we got a minute here. Let me get in. Let me get in. Okay. Let me get in. Rosovic, Wierenski, Merzlikens, all guys who could win games for a hockey team. Let me team. get in. I, I don't think Wierenski's that guy. I, though, I think they compete for wild card spot. I think they do. I think they do too. I think they're wild card. I just time. Think that, I don't think they're a top three. Time. Next game. Time. Right. Next <laughs> up. Skipping Shannon so fast. Yeah, this is, yeah, this is <laughs> really, you, you, We got yeah, a lot of teams. Perfect, you're perfect for like NFL primetime doing the – Doing the boomer stuff. Oh that, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm ready to roll. All right, uh, moving on, moving on to Carolina. So okay. Carolina, they lose Trocheck. They lose who else? They get Eric Neo Carlson, and they oh they did lose Neo Niederreiter. Thank right. you. They All right, Brent Burns and Max Pacioretty for nothing. Why did I think, so why did I think Eric Carlson? They brought no, in Carlson, e- right? No, EK's in San Jose. All right, they, they got Burns from San Jose. Yeah, yeah other, other shark. Uh, forward that plays defense, but yeah, right. I don't know, Jake. I think you get a better season out of out of Svech and Aho, and I think they're they either beat the Rangers in a postseason or or they're one or two in the in the division, and we'll see who they play. You know, obviously when they get to the postseason, but I don't see much that knocks this team off. They bring in Jack Drury, a nice prospect that'll yeah. go into the bottom six. Seth Red Jarvis Burns, comes up now Patrick a little bit more. He's healthy. Yeah, Seth Jarvis gonna pop off, right? I, they're one or two in the division. They're one of the best, most talented, and high octane teams. Like they play with pace. Oh, absolutely! Like they're going to be a really good team. There's no, they're not pushing. They're not getting pushed over. They have top to bottom talent, forward group, defensive group. 
goalie. They're going to be a very good team. I think they're the Metro favorite, um, but I just season wise, I could see Igor coming back so to uh, his form again. So I think the Rangers would take the Metro. Yeah, but, but they'll have Frederick Anderson. They will, season, and he's hopefully. and he's a top five goal in the been, NHL. He's been so the last few years true. injuries. But, yeah, I, I have yeah. him as a top five goal in the NHL, which is a bold prediction. Mm-hmm. But I think he's a beast, and I think Carolina's got a chance to be really good and win the William Jennings Trophy with Auntie Ronton as backup. Time. Next team. All right. Uh, moving on to Pittsburgh. Uh, my least favorite team in the NHL. I do hate those Pittsburgh Penguins. There's almost too much to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there is too much to talk about. But remember, we only have a rolls minute. Rolls um, <laughs> they, they get they Not Sidney Crosby. They re-sign Evgeny Malkin when all signs pointed to him leaving. They do lose Evan Rodriguez. You have the floor. <laughs> uh, Brian Rust, one of the most underrated offseason re-signings in the NHL this Fantasy this pick, fantasy pick. Matt made that pick. I think, I think he is he is the equivalent to an Andre Palat where he's a plug-and-play player, and he gets a lot of goals. Like I don't know I don't know if you guys remember. He had like 18 goals in like 15 games last year during one stretch. It was insane. Yeah. Um, but Pittsburgh, still a very good team. I think as long as Sidney Crosby is in the NHL, he's going to bring his team into the playoffs. So – I could and see Gino, him. Gino solid G- too. Gino solid. I could see him having a nice little thirty goal season, maybe thirty five. Who knows? But I think that team is still really dangerous. They still have Chris Letang. Uh, they still have Tristan Jari, who could be a top five goal in the NHL again this year. Maybe top ten, more, more, you know, moderately. But they're going to be a really good team. I could see them either getting third or wild card one. No, I think they're. I think they're third or potentially higher, but third. Yeah. I don't think they slip to the wild card. Like who's who takes the third spot? Washington. But let's get to them next. Oh man, I don't even have them. I was the playoffs, ju- I was just going to get to them next. So the Washington <laughs> yeah. Capitals, they the big move for them. They signed Darcy Kemper to a five year contract. So good, That's... so good, <laughs> so good. They, I think they. I think they. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna cut you off and go straight into it. But I think they had an unreal offseason. Now they lose Vanishek, they lose Schultz, they lose Samsonov. They get rid of that like. You know, what are we doing goalie tandem? And they bring in a solidified number one. Now, I think Darcy Kemper was really good for the Avalanche. He played in front of a great team, but he's a really good goaltender. Dylan Strom, middle six guy, going to score some goals. He's a good player. You're playing, playing with Vrana, maybe playing with Manta, maybe playing with Oshie. He's going to be good. Connor Brown, great 3C. A lot of depth. You bring Eric Gustafson in, and then you get, you know, Gabriel Carlson for some depth. But they solidified holes that they needed to be filled when guys like Backstrom are going to be out, Wilson is going to be out, Oshie has injury problems, Ovechkin's old, so he might get hurt. Who knows? But I have him scoring 50 goals again. I think the Capitals could, could, could compete with Carolina and the Rangers for that second-place spot. You're crazy. You're crazy. I wow. so. that's, that's one of my most bold predictions. Our first hot take. You know what? All right, we're down one division. And fun okay. fact, Alex Ovechkin blocked me when I was 12 years old. But anyway, yeah. um, <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, yes. I can imagine why those 2011 playoff runs probably put Stan in a blender. Oh, this was when <laughs> this, this, this was when they blew the three-one lead yeah. back in what was it? 14? 15. 15. Thank you. I, I, yeah, I'm I'm getting old. I'm getting okay. old. This it's is okay. sad. It's okay. Anyway, already down one division. That was good. Moving on. All right, moving on to the Tampa Bay Lightning. They didn't really get anyone. They lose Andre Pilat. But they really locked up their long-term guys. Nick Paul signed a seven-year extension. Sergachev, eight years. Sorelli, eight years. Cernak, eight years. What do we think? Is this going to be another repeat, another Stanley Cup appearance for the Lightning? Matt, take him. I'll get the next one. 
Yeah, I mean, it's it really comes down to it's kind of like the avalanche this year as well. Who who stops them? Like that's the question, and I truly think that Stamkos. Oh, he's so Stan, good, and he had he had such a good season. He's he so good. Season. He's so good. Uh, I mean, yeah, they lose Pilot up front, but they're a team that's clearly plug and play. Drew Duran seemed like that guy. Then Braden Point comes up, and then he's that guy. So I think they they do really good with bringing in prospects and Ross Colton scored the cup winning goal two seasons ago. Mm-hmm. Connor uh, he's, a, he's a plug and play type player. So oh, no, he's I think that, I think that Tampa could, you know, who's it's really about who, who can defeat them. True. I think that's what it comes down Agreed. to. Agreed. Agreed with Tampa. Cause I mean, Toronto's you still got 10 seconds. You got the floor. Well, <laughs> filling that, filling that pull hole is going to be tough. I think Kalorn's kind of old. Hagel is a really good ad that they got at the deadline from Chicago, but you know, they're projecting huge and they mortgage a lot for him. They're projecting freaking Nemesica for the first line. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving on the reigning president trophy winner, Florida Panthers. They made the, they're quite frauds. possibly they're frauds. Yeah, I believe it too. They're frauds. They're really sticking with their same guys, although it wasn't really good enough for them to make to really make a deep run in the playoffs. But the one thing that they did do was trade for Makachuk. So, and they did trade, but at what cost though? Because some people think the Flames won the trade because they got ended up getting yes. Huberdo and Weger. Yeah. So, 100%. what do we think about the Florida Panthers? Okay, so I still think they're. Uh, they're still really good to make the playoffs, but I another bold prediction in the East. I could see, obviously, we said Tampa's a lock. Toronto's going to be up there, but now you got some more teams up there, right? You got Boston competing. I don't see Florida getting knocked out, but I, I just, I don't know. It's tricky there. Now, I think they got much worse. They're not going to get Duclair back probably until January, and that's that's thirty that. goals, right? So, oh yeah, he's you know, Achilles. Yeah, whoa, whoa, whoa! Before you finish. Matt Kachuk is one of the most unique assets in the entire NHL. Yeah, I, which I told so, Okay, so Anthony Duclair doesn't score 30 goals. You just brought in a 100-point scorer that has a unique edge to his game. Right. You take, But you take you, – you get rid of now what? You're arguably – if like, you take Ekblad off that team, Mackenzie Weger is a fair Ekblad, point. Ek, yes, but Ekblad was injured for a lot yes. of last season. So now you put him with Gustav Forsling, who's mid – you got Mark Stahl projected on your second line pairing. Mark Stahl, second line projection pairing. Okay, I could see them yeah. having having struggles. Keep going. No, Keep they're going to struggle. They're going to struggle. Keep going. No, Molly Molly Quorum here has to yeah, break this it. up. No, you got to do yeah. it. I was really enjoying that. <laughs> um, <laughs> they got good moving center on depth, to, Moving yeah. on to the to the Toronto Maple Leafs. Fun fact: Current seniors in high school have never seen a Toronto Maple Leaf series win. But anyway, um, wow. nothing, nothing really, I know, nothing really, really like sticks out. They did get, they did end up getting, uh, who did they, they got Matt Murray, right? Yeah. Or did they give Toronto? up Matt Murray? They got Matt Murray. No, they got Matt and they Murray. And they also recently. bro. I, I know. I'm really, I've had a, I've had a long day. <laughs> but not so not but they also have they have a very like split lineup they have a very split lineup no, they, and they want to play mitch marner at defense if you saw that yeah, yeah, yeah i saw that that's that's a unique option i think mm-hmm. i think jake you can understand what i'm saying colorado in a preseason game last night ran devon taves kale mccarr and sam gerard as a power play unit like they started three defensemen i love the unique aspect of that a kite offense with three defensemen that are really good offensive yeah. outside. Why can't you put Mitch Marner out there? We've True. seen it before. Winnipeg Jets have tried it 
more than once. No one said shit about it because it's Winnipeg. Yeah. They're, they're the Columbus of Canada. I think they if, went with Line A, Wheeler, Shifley, and Nikolai Ehlers. Yeah. A power play unit. Don't see why you can't put Mitch Marner there. But goaltending, bro, I don't know what they were thinking. Well, if they could st- – see, here's the thing. They have a nice tandem to be able to go like 41-41. I don't think that they will, but th- those two can kind of like get some rest, play some games. But if they stay fully healthy, now they get Zach Essen reason to that bottom six to kind of fill a roster spot. But I don't know. Their top six is still elite. They have arguably the best 100%. first line in the NHL. So – you know, it's it, they're going to be right. a really good team. So, yeah. moving yeah, on in, to, oh, and their defense is I was, solid. I was just yeah. finishing on that point. I mean, like you said, top six. You got Willie Nee, AM thirty four. You know, mm-hmm. Mitch Marner, okay. And I mean, the goaltending is really the problem. Like it's actually, Matt bunting Murray, on that first line experiment. Put your, Kyle Dubas really put his whole career on that. Yeah. And Goodwill Bunting. I mean, who's doubting him? He's first line. All right, left wing. <laughs> All right, moving on to the Boston Bruins. Uh, they fire Bruce Cassidy. They re-sign Patrice Bergeron. They bring back David Krejci, and they also trade for Pavel. Z- they trade for Pavel Zacha mm-hmm. from the New Jersey Devils. What are we thinking of the Bruins this year? Okay, so they're my biggest question mark by far. Like because they can go either one way or the other. I think not having McAvoy and Marchand is going to hurt them a little bit. Um, Early on, like when I heard about those injuries, I was like, they're not making the playoffs. But, you know, you see them in preseason. They kind of look like they have some chemistry going. All of a sudden, Anton Strawman looks good. Uh, but, you know, they still have some really solid defensemen. You know, they get Hampus Lindholm, another under-the-radar guy, and he's solid. You bring McAvoy back. They have Mike Riley. And then Krejci comes back, and him and Pasternak are playing like it's Team Czech all over again. So, I don't know. Yeah, Me, Czech. personally, they had, 100, nah. they had 104 points last year. And I could easily see them finishing above Florida and the standings. You know, okay. I could take that. Wow. I could take. I could take that they're competing with Florida and Swayman for the position. too. Like they jockey with them. Mm-hmm. I'm not convinced. I don't think they're. I could see it. No, I could see. I see. I see both sides of the coin. So. But then again, Colorado started with a lot of injuries and they won the cup. Yeah, different team. Different, different team. team. Different team. Same. All right. Type, same scenario. Next. Going going into one of my most underrated teams. This is Jake's show now. Going yeah. into one of the most underrated teams, in my opinion, the Ottawa Senators. They have a young core. They trade for Alex Dabrinka, who they plan on extending. They sign Claude Giroux. What are we thinking of Ottawa? There's like a tiny little I think- po- Sorry. There's like a tiny little pocket of teams in the Atlantic. I'm going to go half and then you can finish the rest. But there's like a tiny little, te- little pocket of teams in the Atlantic that are like almost there, but not. And when we say them, I'll, I'll reveal all three. But... Ottawa is one of those teams, and their top six is really good. I think they're like two or three years out of – actually, I'd say they're probably one or two years out of a playoff spot. But, again, it's going to come down to really competition, right? I don't see them above Toronto. I don't see them above Tampa, Boston, Florida. Mm-hmm. They're a really good team. Like, they made a lot of great moves, but they're going to score a lot. Top six talent is really good, but their goaltending issues are there. So, you know, we'll see what happens with them, but I just can't see them as a playoff, playoff team just yet. Neither do I. I think the additions are great, but – they start without Cam Talbot automatically. Forsberg's not bad. Not you bad. Need, yeah, but you need it. You, you need, need a better. goaltender. You need better. At least, yeah. You need. Well, no, not even better. Just you lose a starter that has a lot of potential, like a mm-hmm. Talbot, like a Jack Campbell type, where he comes in. He's a little bit older. Had a really good season. He had third oh, above thirty wins last season, but now he's coming in injured. Like you're already starting with a little bit of like, all right, who's in net tonight? Mm-hmm. I don't think that's great to start in October with that. Despite you have Brady Kachuk, Jake. Uh, Drake Batherson, Josh Norris, Giroux, DeBrincat. You have yeah. a, pr- some pretty loaded offensive talent. Maybe Jake Sanderson comes in, a healthy Thomas Shabbat. It's just the depth isn't better than like 
as you mentioned before. Those Toronto, teams above them, yeah, Tampa, of course. Those teams, top teams. Okay. Next team, we go to Steve Eiserman and, and the Detroit Red Wings. They do get Ben Cherio. They do sign Andrew Kopp. Who? What are we thinking of the Who? Who is Ben Cherio? Who? That's what I... Benny Sherratt. Ben Sherratt? Sherratt. Ben Cherio? Ben Honey Nut? Yeah, I'm not good with names. It's okay. We'll, we'll, get, you, we'll get you there, Stan. Okay. Uh, thank you. My favorite, my favorite <laughs> team to talk about. <laughs> this is my, the Detroit Red Wings are my favorite team to talk about. They, in the my Detroit opinion. Detroit Red Wings. <laughs> in my opinion. <laughs> if you look at, if you look at, if you look at. I'm a big Lucas Raymond guy, Jay. Yes. How about you? Well, oh my God. If you look at how many, side. how many players they added to their team to help them win games, they won the offseason. Okay, I'm gonna read. Okay, no doubt. I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read some names. Billy Huso. Okay, they get a a, mm-hmm. a French daughter, right? They get David Perron with all that playoff experience put into the top six. Andrew Kopp just balled oh, out good. for the Rangers in that second half of the season and in the playoffs, he was good. Uh, Kubalik, you know, maybe untap that potential, and then you get some other guys in there. Oli Mata, you give him a shot. Ben Sherratt had a nice season with Florida, and you only get rid of Ulevi, Grice, and Mark Stahl. That's addition. I mean, that, that addition is fantastic. They, addition by subtraction, almost. Right. Well, projected yeah. war. Projected war has added six wins. Again, that's not playoff team, but that's still a really big improvement. They have a ton of really great players on that team. I could see them making some noise, making some teams very upset. Boston, Florida, Toronto, making them lose some games. I think they're going to be really good, just not a playoff team just yet. Yeah, but here's my question, Jacob Zaretsko. Yes. Uh, <laughs> let's be real though. What, what their wild card two potential? Oh, hundred percent. The Devils fold, the Blue Jackets fold, and they're hot coming in for the push to the playoffs March-April time. Mm-hmm. I think they're right in the mix. They could be there. I, I, They could. Again, it's really about competitiveness. There's just teams that I can yeah. see beating them. So we'll see. They're a good team. They're going to okay. make some noise. They're going to be good. We'll go real quick with the bottom teams. Uh, Buffalo Sabres, they have Owen Power. Relax. Relax with bottom teams, okay? Relax. <laughs> Buffalo is in that pocket with Ottawa and Detroit, and I will tell you why. Tage Thompson. Okay. Tage Thompson is okay. going to score 30, 30 plus goals. Rasmus Dahlin is a sleeper. He could I think Dahlin could, oh, yeah. could flirt with 65, <laughs> 70 points. I think Dahlin could Darlene, flirt with that many. Dahlin had a really solid end to last. He game. had a great year. Skinner is back. Jeff Skinner's back. Now, Jack Quinn, Dylan Cousins, Victor Olofsson, there's talent. Owen Power. My only issue with Buffalo, the reason why they're not Nope, no, it's the other one. It's Craig Anderson. No, he's in that though. I no, think it's that's Craig Anderson. It's but that but again, both of them, they're just they're not good enough to take a team the distance and right end of the regular season when those other teams are hungry, fighting for wild card positions. They're still not there yet. They're probably seventh in the division, sixth in the division. I'll get you a pillow because you're sleeping on Eric Comrie. But uh, stop it. I think, <laughs> I think that I think that Buffalo's in that mix. They're just more of the questionable. Like I think yeah. Ottawa got the bona fide to bring Cat and. Uh, Giroux, mm-hmm. and I think that the Red Wings got bona fide veterans and playoff experienced players, whereas yes. Buffalo is really banking on their development. That's all I hundred percent, and they have a lot of talent. So we, we'll say we ended up at a minute perfectly. Then the Montreal Canadiens, who did have the first pick going into the year, they do draft they draft Slavkovsky. Yeah, same same year, or what are we th- what are we thinking about? About Montreal. Caulfield's going to score probably 35 goals because he's a really good player. Suzuki might be up there too, but they're going to get beat up by this division. I think every single team is just better than them in almost every aspect. Um, They got some talent. I think that they're going to be trending in the right direction. Uh, And I forgot to mention, I think Philly's going to get Connor Bedard, but uh, 
Oh, we Wait, completely we, we just didn't Philly. talk about Philly. <laughs> who cares? They're gonna. Well, yeah, out. like who cares? Anyways. But no, I'll, maybe we'll go back to Philly after Montreal. But but in terms of Montreal, they're gonna be right there for Connor Bedard. Um, so I, I just I, they're gonna get beat up by that division because I just think all those teams are better than them by a significant margin. So that's really Matt. Anything? Montreal, that's it with Montreal. I got I got faith in MSL that it's just not going to be a season where they're going to compete for the playoffs. So I think they're going to develop. But Nick Suzuki, Cole Caulfield, those types of players, Juraslavkovsky. I mean, mm-hmm. he seems like a bona fide tank. Didn't have the best preseason. Had a really good training camp. He's a beast, though. He bounces off checks. He plays like a power forward, but has the skill of like a small winger. Mm-hmm. That's all I got to say. Really fast, right. though. Really we- fast. Just about Montreal. I'm just looking at the top six. Not bad, right? Caulfield, bad. Caulfield, Suzuki, Hoffman. Like, okay. That's, like, really, like, a, a good second line. And then you roll Dodonov, Dvorak, Gallagher. But then you bring in Kirby Doc to play with Josh Anderson. It, it says that they have Jonathan Druin projected on the fourth line with Jake Evans and Armia. So, I don't know. I mean, that's that, that forward core is not that bad. So, we'll see what happens with them. All right. We're, we're one conference down. We got to do Philly. We are one conference. We got to do Philly. Okay. Oh, to do That's Philly. not. It yeah, be we fair. have to do Philly. If, because if there was, a, if I was a Flyers fan, I'd be upset. Um, yeah, that is true. Yes. But yeah, I mean Philly. I think that they still have a lot of good guys. The culture isn't there. I think. I think uh, freaking Tortorella hates every single one of them. Um, I don't think there's any chemistry there. I I love Kevin Hayes. I think he's like a top five locker room guy in the NHL, but I don't think he's enough to really bring those guys together. I think Owen Tippett is like a very entitled, you know, kid to play hockey right now. Their fourth line is Tanner Leginski, Zach McEwen, and Nick Delorier. Like that's not doing you any good. And Carter Hart, yeah. unless he shows me that he can go on a stretch to win four, five, six, seven games out of 10, I just, they're, they're bottom of the Metro for sure. Yeah, there's, there's, there's really no. That's why I think they're going to get Bedard. So, anyways, okay, all right, we are one conference down. We are now going to the Pacific. Uh, Let's go. All right, let's go to the team that made the conference finals. Go with the Edmonton Oilers. Um, They have they have the best player in the world by far in Connor McDavid. They have Drysidel. They got they kept Evander Kane, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, big big key. God. Yes. They have Zach Hyman, so what, what, Hopkins. Yes. Um, so what are you thinking about? Matt, what, Matt ham, hammer it off. Hammer it off with some Edmonton stuff, and I'll jump in. All right. Here's my take. I think they're a Stanley Cup favorite. Jack Ooh. Campbell comes in, and I think a lot of it comes down to his play, but a lot of their struggle in the Western Conference Final alone was goaltending. Yeah. You watch some of those goals. A lot of odd man rushes where – you have any elite talent in that or, or above average goaltending and they're getting a, getting the job done or at least competing in that series. Yep. Uh, yeah, I think the Edmonton Oilers are right there. You know, any team that has McDavid and Drysaddle should go far. They have a really solid top six. Their defense is patchwork, but it's getting there. And I really think it comes down to Jay Woodcroft. He's done such a good job re-envisioning their systems. And I think that's what's helped them the most is it's like, we have these really two really talented forwards, but how are RNH how's RNH gonna fit in? How are the other players gonna fit in? Plus you kept Evander Kane who had a hot playoff and so that's good. not going away. He's so not good. going away. He's so good. All so, right. But yeah, Edmonton done Edmonton, with Edmonton. Well, hang on. Oh I can need a little bit. We can we can stretch out a little bit. We're going we're, we're doing really we're doing really well. We're doing we're doing really well. I just like I like the hands for like the minute, so then we could wrap it up. It's kinda like yes. a presentation when the teacher has the buzzer in the back of the room. 
stuff like yeah. that. Anyways, <laughs> but um, yeah, so oh, we still with me? So good. Okay. Anyway, so yep. Ed- Edmonton, yeah. Edmonton, a lot of depth. McDavid, dry settle, gonna be really good. I just, I, my prediction was them that they're gonna like have like a little bit of a rocky start. I can see them like the first like ten games of the season not being in the playoff picture, but they're gonna pick it up. Like I could see them starting the season like maybe like four, six, and one, like having like one of those kind of seasons to start off. But then they're gonna get hot, probably win, you know, six, seven games in a row at, at one stretch, and then just carry that forward into the postseason. So I have them at second place, but that early struggle might might be a thing just to look out for. All right. Next team, the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, they didn't really make much offseason moves. The, uh, the, the one positive for them is that they're getting a full season of Jack Eichel. Yes, hopefully. and Mark Stone. Mm-hmm. And Mark Stone. Biggest, so, biggest and they also hired Bruce Cassidy as well. Yeah, they're the biggest question mark in so, the West. Yeah, They're just like Boston. You know, a, lo- a lot of pressure on them to make the playoffs because they still have a championship window. But, I again, I see this team getting it done. They have way too much talent to – let Logan Thompson and net really affect them. So I think that they're a playoff team. I could see them getting second or third. I just, I, I see third more likely. Um, but that wild that Western conference wild card is going to be a fight. It is going to be a battle. So just like it was last year, we're going to have to see what happens. Obviously Dallas and Winnipeg were the two teams fighting. So we'll see what happens there. I think Vegas is a playoff team. Are they a playoff lock? Maybe not, but I think that they can make the playoffs this year for sure. I think that they are the biggest question mark, and I think a lot of drama surrounds them. I think a lot of drama surrounded Jack Eichel. I think there's always drama around the Vegas Golden Knights from the NHL fan base alone and then the fan base in Vegas because they're used to success. That's mm-hmm. the way they've been built, and it's with players that are in their prime. I think I think the third line is what's going to really kind of be the question mark. Is Phil Kessel going to you know record anything close to the season he had in Arizona? Are players like that going to pop off in their in their bottom six because mm-hmm. their top six are really solid, but suddenly they're looking thin at the bottom six. So yeah. I think Jack Eichel and Mark Stone are going to have to carry. They lose Pacioretty for nothing. We'll see what happens. Plus, goaltending, don't have Robin Lehner, don't have a legit starter. It's going to come on the shoulders of Logan Thompson, who did really well at the end of last season, but can he do 82 games? Okay. Well, like uh, Moving on to yeah. the yeah. – yeah. Moving on to the Los Angeles Kings, Dustin Brown retires. They do, they did trade for forgive me because I know you guys yelled at me it's for okay. fucking up a name before Kevin Fiala. Nice Fiala, nicely done. Yes, yes. All right, Fiala. Nice Thank you. And uh, Quentin Byfield, the second overall pick from 2020, looking to have a healthy start. And basically, their main goal of the year is to keep that core intact. Uh, what do we think about the Kings? They did make the playoffs last year and go and went to seven with the Oilers. Correct. Um, LA was the benefit, I think, of Vegas not having a good season. They finished with 99 points, which if you look around the league, a lot of the top three, I think I'm going to look around, yeah, every single top three team in every division finished with more than 100 points last season. So I think they were a little beneficiary of Vegas's poor play. Um, now looking at their lineup now, I think their first line, like, you know, and they had this model last year where like, if the puck is down low, like they're going to get it, like no doubt about it. They're getting that puck, whether what they do in the offensive zone, who knows, but they were a hungry, hungry team last season. I think that's why they got into the playoffs. You bring in Fiala to really solidify that top line with Kopitar and Kempe. That could easily be a, what, 35 goal score, 25 goal score, 40 goal score. You could, you could I mean, think about how many goals could be on that line alone, maybe a hundred plus goals in that line. So 
They're going to be a good team. Definitely one to look out for. I have Vegas jumping them in the playoffs. Uh, and that wild card, I think the Central is way too competitive to let LA get into a spot. So I have them missing the playoffs. I agree. Okay. I, I do think that it's going to be hard for them to make it again, but I do think they're trending in the right direction and there's going to be yeah. a lot of growth there this year, no matter what. So many good teams in the league. That's the thing. There's just so much talent now. Top to bottom, every All right, team. Speaking speaking of good teams and with talent, the Calgary Flames. Yes. They do Yes. They get Jonathan Hoverdo. They get oh. Mackenzie Weger. They sign Nazem Kadri to a seven year contract. Yeah. As I said before when we were talking about the Panthers, a lot of people think that a lot of people, including myself, think that the the Flames won the trade. Trading away Kachuk. The Flames. Are they going to be better than last year? Yes. They're my Stanley Cup favorite. So, so, so the reasoning for that is because they, so last year, their number one defenseman was like, it was kind of a mix of Noah Hannafin, Rasmus Anderson, two guys who are like good, but not really number one defense. Now you bring in Mackenzie Weger, who is 100% analytics wise and stat wise, a number one defenseman. You get him ultimately for free because you swap Huberto. You swap Huberdeau with Kachuk, who are relatively like the same point getters, but like two different styles of game. You bring in Huberdeau, and then you get Kadri in free agency and steal him out of nowhere. So you solidify that top six, which arguably is one of the best in the entire NHL. You still have Tyler Toffoli, who kind of came into his own last year. Elise Lindholm is still a beast. Mangiapane had, I think, 35 goals last year. A little bit of a fluke, kind of like a Ryan Hartman situation, but he was very good last year. So I could see that bottom six being good. They bring in Kevin Rooney. He's a GOAT. Uh, Michael Backlund's playing. Blake Coleman. They just have a lot of really solid players in this lineup. I could see them winning a ton of games, and and I have them as my Stanley Cup favorite. Matt, thoughts on the Flames before we go to the next team? Jonathan Huberto is more dynamic. I think in different respects of his game. He's going to look so sexy in a Flames jersey. Sorry. He's going to look, oh, it's gonna look no, so no. good. <laughs> the white logo. Like those red, those red. Oh, dude. But you brought up Uyghur. That's in addition. I think Kadri yeah. is what, what's the difference. Like, Huberto oh, yeah. was like, oh, man, we're not going to fall into being mid. But then, like, Kadri was like, man, we have Huberto, and now we have the best 2C. So, yeah, I've talked a lot of I've talked my head off about the Flames. I don't know if they're cup favorite, but they're definitely like conference. They're not. Final they're not the cup favorite. Like they're just. I think that's just like if we're talking prediction wise, you know, they're you. Yeah. You look at like I think in order to make a good season prediction, you have to be bold because if you try just to go to every single favorite, you're not gonna. It's not gonna be perfect. So no, yeah, that's my that's like my prediction. Yeah, hundred percent. All right, to the Seattle Kraken. They draft Shane Wright, which in my opinion is a great start for this expansion franchise. They great got a guy start. to build around. Phenomenal start. What are we thinking of the the second year Seattle Kraken? What an offseason. Like out of That's nowhere. Huge. Out of nowhere. They get Shane Wright. They they have Matty Beneers now ready for the season. But they get like two forwards who analytically are like were like top five free agency and Andre Burakowski and oh not for, oh they traded for Bjorkstrand, which was insane i what was that like a fifth round pick robbed him. robbed yeah something. because you know the columbus had no leverage because they were going for goudreau um which kind of once they traded bjork i think it was before or after i don't really remember but getting those two like that's great they're they're again not competitive enough to be in a playoff mix i think they're a great team but justin schultz from washington who had a great analytic year again so i think that that you know data team in seattle is seeing this talent and being like okay well let's take it and then develop our players into this analytic mold so that our team could be really good in the future. So they're doing a great job. 
Like, I don't know what it is in Seattle, but they're doing a great job. They're not a playoff team yet, but they had an awesome offseason. All right. Yeah, honestly, Matt? I think that, like, that trade was great. Um, maybe not playoffs, maybe wild card too, but, like, that's their ceiling. And I think Crazy. it's really just about growth. Like you said, like, great offseason for them. Yeah. It's total growth. Like, this is another season just to prove that, like, we're not a pushover. Because last year they were a, a pushover. All right. Moving on to the Anaheim Ducks. They signed Frank Vetrano to a three-year deal. There's not really much to expect with the Ducks, so they they have Trevor Zegers. I mean, what do we what what should we expect from him in year two? The cover boy, Jake. I've seen your tweets okay. about NHL well, twenty. They, 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 okay, I'm going to list some players who are the same overall as Trevor Zegers. Ready? Are you ready? Yes. You want to hear some? Uh, if I just yes. off my memory alone, David Pasternak. Uh, I okay. think one below Nikita Kucherov, one below Panarin. I think he's the same as Rantanen, Kachuk, uh, Demko, Soros. But you've got to look at this. It's insane. It's insane. Like, Bro. like I don't like. I'm telling you right now. I have been I have been buying every single NHL since 2015 because I love hockey. I am not buying it this year. There is no way I am buying NHL this year. Oh, wow. Not even a chance. Unless if somebody gives it to me, I'm like, thanks, but I'm not spending my hard on hard earned money on that shit. No way. And the Ducks are not it. Wow. They're just not it. Like I, I don't yeah. know what it is. But oh, and they got Strom too. I don't. Congratulations. Sometimes you guys are hating on the Ducks. I think I think Strom and Vetrano additions make them better. I think Zegers has a better season. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Gibson's John Gibson, and I don't think playoffs, but like year for growth for them i don't yeah. see how i don't see how they take a step back well i just don't think that they're it like i i think people are hyping them up because they're like oh john gibson that's nice you know they get for toronto and strong that's still good but i just i don't know like i they're they're just not competitive enough to really make a a solid impact for me in that division mm-hmm. the flames right. though last <laughs> flames they'll go ahead the flames oh yes uh, last but not least, from the Pacific, nope. we have the Vancouver uh, Canucks. I believe you're forgetting the Sharks as well. I don't know what. Oh what, yeah, my bad. Actually, is that is that it? I want to make sure because you better not forget about my San Jose Sharks. It's it's it's, <laughs> it's the Canucks and the Sharks. Okay, yeah, all right, you're bad. good. You're good. No, you're fine. We forget the Sharks. <laughs> I think the Canucks take a step back again. Mm-hmm. They they you know there's rumors that they might promote Hoglander after the preseason to the AHL, which is a bad move because I think he's pretty talented and has proven. He can skate with the big boys NHL level. Pedersen's going to have to have a big year. Besser's going to have to have a lot better of a year. Yeah. I just feel like the Canucks lost a lot of talent, and now they're kind of scrambling to, like, make piecework of what they had, and they just don't have the roster talent right now. So I just don't see, like, Demko, yes, is there. Uh, their defense is kind of middling. I, I just don't know, like, if they're a playoff team. Center depth, okay. center depth, one of the best center depths in the NHL, which center depth right now is hard to come by for a lot of teams. Their wingers sure. are not good. Like, I'm just going to be honest, their wingers are not good. I see, I excuse my voice crack. You know, I see Miller, Pedersen, and Horvat <laughs> down the middle. That's a, an unreal one, two, three. I think one of them are, are going to probably have to switch to the wing so they could fill out the top six. But Tanner, Miller. Tanner Pearson on the wing, Connor Garland. I see Linus Carlson and Andre Kuzmenko on the second line. Mills Hoglander, um, but they added Ilya Mikheyev, who, in my opinion, fills one of their biggest flaws, which is their penalty kill. Uh, last three years, uh, 31st, 25th, and 26th. So penalty killing's a big deal. The Rangers did it. They lost a lot of their uh, guys, Kevin Rooney, Frank Vetrano, Andrew Kopp. 
They lost a ton of guys in uh, penalty killing. So, you know, teams are starting to realize that penalty killing is a big part of the game. They get Ilya Mikheyev. They bring him in. They don't really lose a lot. They lose Highmore, Hunt, Halak. So, I don't know. They're, they're just going to be – they're going to be there. They're going to compete. Probably not going to make the playoffs, but they're going to be a competitive team. Okay. Uh, moving on to your San Jose Sharks. <laughs> I just, so, so I'm just I'm just looking and at my notes, and I said, I I just said all that good stuff about Vancouver, but in my notes I said Vancouver is a shit show because <laughs> 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 they kind of are. I mean, you look at those wingers, and it's like they they're not going to score like at all. So we'll see what happens with them. It's no longer the Sedin days. Yeah, no. But uh, moving on to the San Jose Sharks, they do get Stephen Loretz. I am not even going to try to attempt how to say that goalie's name in the Carolina trade. Ka- I'm going uh, for the memes. Or no. <laughs> no, uh, they got a – oh, God. Carolina. Eto- Mac- oh, Makanyemi. Yeah. Thank you. Well, you're – I mean, these guys yeah, are – right? let's, let's think relevancy. Yeah. Let's think Nico Sturm. Yeah. Let's think Luke, Luke Cunnan. Let's think Matt Benning. Let's think guys that are, are you know are going to help the lineup immediately. They lose Brent Burns. That sucks. Balsares is another good forward that they got from the Eric Carlson trade. He's gone. Dezingle, another forward that they got. He's also gone. So they really didn't help themselves out. I think San Jose is stuck in a really, really bad spot because they don't really know where they're going. Um, some good things about San Jose that I will say. I think Timo Meyer is a 40-goal scorer again. I think Tomas Hurdle can flirt with, with 35 goals. I don't know. They have a lot of talent. I love Logan Couture. Um, but, you know, on defense now, it is looking like a barren wasteland after losing Brent Burns. I mean, Eric Carlson is not – he's a shell of himself. Mark Edward Vlasic's good. Mario Ferraro is a good player, but they're just – they are not going to be a competitive team at all. So you could probably see them close, if not at the bottom of the Pacific Division. Agreed. Right. Yeah, they, have, they have talent, but I just don't think they have, again, the depth, the goaltending. And I, I love Hurdle, love Coach Shore. Like, those are – they're really solid. But they just – like, they're not really building well around those pieces. Yeah, so they should. I, I and really they should don't be. Know the direction. I don't know what the direction is, but we'll see what happens. Yes. All right. All right. I'm going to hop off, boys. I got to do an acting assignment for uh, oh, my class cool. tomorrow. Matt, thanks for so coming. You're in the wanna... Hey, I'm, I'm, oh, I got the central unlock. You saved the best division for last, so. Yeah. Oh, All right, yes. By the way, though, before I leave, St. Louis Blues Stanley Cup uh, finalists this season. Oh, so. okay. 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 All right. right. I think you mentioned that to me earlier, so I, I like that. They, I like that. Who are they beating? Who are they beating? Yeah, who, who are they taking down? I think it's Tampa, New York, or Carolina. Okay. I'll take a Stanley okay. Cup appearance. I like that. That's a tough yeah, Western Conference to get through, though. <laughs> well, we, yeah. can, we can go right into St. Louis. You're good, Matt, if you yeah, want. Yeah, let's just – All right. Peace out, Matt. Later, bro. All right. Appreciate it, Matt. Guys. See you, Terrence. See you, Stan. Goodbye, Jake. Later, brother. All right. Um, okay. Let's All right. just go right into St. So, Louis. Yeah. St. Louis. Um, I, we were going to start with the Avalanche, but eh, whatever. No, you will get to them. But I, I think that's a good segue into the Blues. <laughs> um, they signed Robert Thomas. They signed Jordan Cairo. They, they are, like Matt said, a very legitimate Stanley Cup contender. I don't know. They bring, they get Brandon Saad, who's, you know, Brandon Saad. He's, he's a solid player. He's going to score a lot of goals. But... I don't know. Losing Dave Caron kind of hurts them a little bit. They lose Vili Husso, you know, so I don't know. I could see them, on the very contrary to Matt, I could see them falling out of a playoff spot just because of how competitive that Central Division is going to be and the Western Conference wild card, you know. And so I hate the format because it's going to prohibit these good teams from missing the playoffs like Detroit and like Ottawa, and those guys aren't going to make it in because there's just competitiveness. So I wish the one three would come back so teams like, you know, the Stars and the Jets could make the playoffs as a seven or eight seed. But, you know, 
for now, I could see the Blues as a as a fringe wildcard team. I could see them missing the playoffs. They're kind of injury-prone with Tarasenko, so we'll see what happens with them. They're a very, very solid team. I respect Matt's opinion, but I don't know. I could see them being a very, very shaky team this year. Okay. All right, moving on. Defending Stanley Cup champion Colorado Avalanche. Mm-hmm. They get a goalie in Alexander Georgiev from that, the Rangers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. It's better than Kemper, um, although they did win the Stanley Cup, what? so what the hell am I saying? Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> All right, you're just going to pretend like you didn't say that. Jesus. <laughs> I just think he's good. I mean, just didn't think he was good. Kemper was, was good. He was. Eh. Let's, right. let's talk about yeah, the Avalanche, you got to be somewhat good to win to win a cup. Yeah, it's what all I right. say. Yeah, all right, all right, all right. You know what? Okay. <laughs> so Everyone has a hot take. Yeah, that's true. I like that. So – Whatever they they were gonna lose Kadri, um, so he's gone. Whatever, yeah. but that's also an Andrew Cop situation. The Rangers were gonna lose Andrew Cop, but you know that's still a player that was on that Stanley Cup team that's not on the team anymore. So they bring in Georgiev, yeah. they get Brad Hunt, whatever, just to fill out the bottom six a little bit more. But they lose their number one goalie in Kemper because they can't re-sign him. Mm-hmm. They lose Burakovsky yes. because they just can't re-sign him. Uh, Nico yes. Sturm, they lose him again because they can't re-sign him. And Albi Kubel, Kiefer Sherwood, he's a you know two way guy, but whatever. They signed, re-signed Valerie Nuchushkin, which is still very good. But yes. they're, 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 they're the Avalanche. And they, they also locked out. They locked up McKinnon. Yeah, that was a big one too. That that contract was was warranted. You know, people kept saying team friendly deal, but now, you know, you look around the league, you look at these guys from Ottawa, you look at them from St. Louis getting their money, and McKinnon deserves his money. So he got paid, well deserving, of course. So um, I love that. But they're going to reign supreme. I mean, they have the best, I, in my opinion, the best core in the NHL: Landis Granton and uh, McKinnon, McCarr, and Devontae's. You could probably put him in there too. So they have the best core in the NHL. They're going to be right at the top of the Central, if not most likely at the top of the Central. And I could see them making a very deep run in the playoffs yet again. All right. Going to Minnesota. I uh, always feel like Minnesota is a very, like, middle of the pack team. Like, they'll always, they'll, like, they'll make it. They they made the playoffs last year. I'm not making that yeah. up, right? Oh, yeah. Or did they? Oh yeah. Okay, they did. Uh-huh. They'll they'll make the playoffs, but they never take that extra step. Yes. Is it gonna be the same thing this year or that's so that's where are, that's where are we expecting something different in Minnesota? Yeah, I mean I, I and I and I understand that. Like they've kind of always been that team to get into the first round, play against a good team. Like that's and that's Serrano's case too. They're a really good team, but again, they get matched up against Tampa in the first round. They get matched up a couple years ago to Boston in the first round. So the playoffs, while you're getting to the first round, same thing with the Rangers. They're, you're, not, you're never going to get a pushover in the first round. It's never going to happen. Colorado got one because, you know, Soros wasn't playing, but they were also a, a completely different animal. With Minnesota, last year, a lot of very, very, very bloated stats. You got Ryan Hartman scoring 35 goals. Uh, Joel Erickson was going to be really good, but he got hurt. Marcus Foligno, another inflated player. So, a lot of those guys, I don't see them repeating those stats. However, they are a very, very good hockey team. I love their bottom six. They got Sam Steele. Marco Rossi is going to be playing now. Matthew Boldy is going to have another year under his belt. Freddie Goodrow had a nice year for them. Uh, and then their top six is great. Tyson Jost is a little bit of a question mark. Uh, just working my way up here. I love Joel Erickson. He can be a 30-goal scorer. Marcus Felino can pop yeah, He's pretty goals. good. Zuccarello, he can pop 25 oh, yeah. Ryan Hartman, will he score 35 again? Probably not. Could he get to 30? Maybe on that top line. All because of Kirill Kaprizov. That's that's the thing. Kirill like, the he, thrill. He is Kirill the thrill. He's pro- most, in my opinion, a top 10 player in the NHL. He's he's sick. 
he could be in the heart voting for all I know because Minnesota can be that good of a team just because he's on that team. I have him scoring 50 goals. That's how high I am on Kaprizov. I think he's just wow. an absolute animal. I think he can carry that team into second place in that division without a doubt. So they're going to be really good. I like them. And if I'm not mistaken, they still have Marc-Andre Fleury. So we'll see. Yep. Yes. Yes. All right. We'll Going to Dallas. Dallas had possibly one of the most entertaining game sevens I think I've ever seen in my life with Jake Ottinger just making save after save after save. Yeah. And then – so – and they did the right thing by locking him up for three years. Yeah. So, yeah. And then they get they just did Robertson yesterday. So – Yes. Yeah. Dallas, Dallas is weird because they have that Sagan contract who's now under, you know, actual being paid. Not the cap hit. His cap hit is still, I think, 9.25. He's making $13.2 million this year because of his, his salary construction, whatever, which is insane. But he's not going to play like that. So now what do you do, right? You have Rupe Hintz, who's probably going to play in that first line. They have an unbelievable first line, Joe Pavelski, Rupe Hintz, Jason Robertson. So again, another team that's going to be competing for a playoff spot because they just have really good talent. They lose John Klingberg. We knew that was going to happen because there's just, you know, that right side is, is a little, it's like, you want to play Heisken in that first spot. Klingberg is a number one defenseman, I think, in my opinion. He's going to be good for Anaheim, which we didn't talk about him. They, that was a nice replacement for Hampus Lindholm. Oh, yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, you put Heisken in there. You get Colin Miller, Hawk and Paw on that side. And, you know, players who are fit for that role. So I think Klingberg had to go because, you know, he wasn't really a second-line pairing. Um, but Jake Ottinger, like you said, you know, is he going to compete like he did in the playoffs? Probably not. But, look, if he has a good season, he they get into the playoffs – Goalies turn into a different shell, like different version of themselves in the playoffs. So I could see him doing that again in the playoffs, but I don't know about the regular season. So they're they're going to be there. Don't know about them. Another tricky team. Okay, going to Nashville now. Nashville, they Love they them. did the right thing. They yeah, yeah. they locked up Philip Forsberg, uh-huh. but also they signed Nino Niederreiter. And you're missing who, one more. Come on, who is it? Uh, am I? Oh, you're missing Yakov a trade. Training. Trade trade. Who did they oh, trade? Oh, trade for? shit. Come on. Oh, God. Former captain. John Leonard. Former captain. What? Former captain. For the New York Rangers. Oh, shit. Ryan McDonough, my man. Oh, yeah. They got Ryan McDonough. Yeah. Are you fucking kidding? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm losing it. I know. Another, again, just the offseason. I wanted to be so I'm so out of it. It's it's fine. I'm not. Look, look. Am I really going to? Am I really going to? People are going to listen to this and be like, this kid knows nothing about hockey. (laughs) Well, he's the National Predator. Never never watched a lick of hockey. Yeah, never. But it's a Nashville Predators. You're not going to know everything about him. But they had another great offseason. You know, they get they get Nino Niederreiter, who I think is a great middle six guy. Ryan McDonough is going to play top four. Um, and they didn't lose much either. They lost Philippe Myers. He was kind of their biggest guy. Luke Cunnan was another guy that they lost. But I don't know. Like, again, UC Soros is their goalie. He is a top five goal in the NHL without a doubt. Will probably be a Vezina nominee in my opinion. I think he can get more votes than Vasilevsky this year just because of how much I'm um, you know, sold on Nashville. I think Nashville can be competing with Minnesota for that 2-3 spot. I think they're, in my opinion, going to have – I don't think they're a better team. Now, this is this is where things get tricky. On paper, I don't think they're a better team than the Blues, right? You look at the Blues, they have more talent. But if we're talking season, if we're talking schedule, those games that get tricky, Nashville gets hot, Forsberg scoring goals at an insane clip, which I think could happen again. They can get into that number two spot. So look out for them at the end of the season. Look out for guys like Duchesne to score goals, get hot late into the season, and look for them to make a good run. I, I like I love Robin Yossi again. He's another Norris candidate. So we'll see what happens there. I'm high on Nashville this year for sure. All right. Going 
moving on with the Winnipeg Jets. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, they're just mid. It's just they like, they're, they're the yeah. definition of mid. The Winnipeg Jets are the Winnipeg mid. That's all they are. It's just like you know. In, in you had a point. I didn't want to cut you off. I apologize. Oh no, I no, I did not have a point. Oh, I, I thought you were going to say something. No, you're fine. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, it, great for, great first line. Um, you know, they they have a lot of talent, but that defense is like. It's tricky, you know, and I think that the Jets, they're a great on-paper team. Now, again, why why do I say mid? You know, people will be like, oh, but, you know, they look at their center depth. They got Shifley Dubois, 1-2. They got Wheeler playing on the second line. But, you know, Wheeler didn't have a good year. You could look at Blake Wheeler's name, but he didn't have a good year. Shifley was just okay. He was hurt. Kyle Connor, I have him scoring 50 goals. He, he's going to be nuts again this year. He's going to play top line with Shifley and Wheeler, so he's going to get the puck, and he's going to shoot it hard, fast, and it's going to go in. But – you know, Hellebuck, Hellebuck's been a little mid. He hasn't been great. And so, you know, when I look at them, how they actually perform, they've not met expectations since that one playoff run that they had a couple of years ago when Dustin Bufflin was playing. Line A made his playoff debut. So, you know, it, it, Truba was a Jet. Um, so, you know, oh, yeah. they're, they're just not performing. And so I want them to be good because they have really good players, but – I, I could see teams like the Stars and the Blues and the Predators beating them out for a playoff spot because they're just not performing. So if they if they do right. perform to their names and they do perform to their talent level, they'll get into the playoffs, no problem. But again, they just haven't really been a team to meet expectations and perform. So that's why I don't have them making the playoffs. All right. Going moving on with to the Chicago Blackhawks. <laughs> It's a it's it's, it's a so shit bad. show over it's there. It's really bad. It's really it bad. is a shit. Sh- I think the main question is when, when, and where are they going to trade Patrick Kane? Yeah, well, it's going to be because I know. Yeah, I know a nice team in, in Madison Square Garden that could really I lose him. Well, <laughs> I wish I wish they did it in the off season, but the money obviously couldn't be there. But uh, I think they're gonna they're gonna try their best to do it. Do I think it's going to get done? Like, am I saying in my head like they're gonna get Kane? No. Because it's Patrick Kane. Now, my yeah. thing about the Blackhawks is that they're going to be they're going to be a team that's really bad. So, no matter what happens, like at the trade deadline, teams analyze. They say, okay, well, if we get rid of who is I'm just trying to think. How about Winnipeg, right? If we get rid of Andrew Kopp, okay. you know what's that going to do for us, right? So they get rid of Andrew Kopp and they stay the same, right? They they didn't really get better or worse. They were the same. You get rid of Patrick Kane, you still suck. Right? Like, yeah. would you trade Patrick Kane if you were five points out of a playoff spot? No. Two years ago, they were five points out of a playoff spot for a long time. So they're not going to be competitive enough to hold on to Kane while they could still get value for him. I don't know how many years left he has on his deal. It's getting really close to that point. Taze has little to no trade value, I think, because teams just kind of don't really want to deal with that salary. And for a player like Kane, who's still competing at that clip, who's still playing healthy and is probably going to flirt with 85, 90 points this year. He's going to have a lot of trade value. So the Rangers can get him. That would be a home run. But the Blackhawks, they're going to be right there for Connor Bedard. Uh, and so we'll just see what happens with them. They don't have any goaltending. Seth Jones, good player. But they're just – I mean, sorry. They signed Max Domi and Andreas Athanasio. That's that's a plus. But the rest of their lineup, they still have Tyler Johnson. Blackwell they got to. Sam Lafferty they got for the penalty kill. But whew, it's going to be a rough season in Chicago. All Let's right. look away. Last but not least – my favorite team going into this NHL season. Arizona State. Oh, yeah. Sun Devils, baby. Sun Devils. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, I well, can't wait. Well, I cannot wait. Talk to me about, about <laughs> that because I think that, that, well, that whole arena experience is going to be so great for them because people are like, oh, the, you oh know, yeah. You know, but like the stadium's going to be packed every night. There's going to be, oh, eight, it's going to be there's awesome. Gonna be, there's going to be 5,000, 6,000 people in there every night drinking beers as fast as they possibly can, cheering <laughs> on a team that they know no players on the team. So, and like, and it, of course, it makes the most sense that like the Rangers are going there on like Halloween night. I can't which wait. I find it's going to be. Sick. I find it, it's going to be electric. Oh, it's going to be awesome. They're gonna they're gonna play oh some overtime God. games there, and they're gonna win some OT games. And you're just gonna you're gonna see it on Sports Center. They're gonna win games that'll be like, <laughs> oh, you know, like the Coyotes. They're relevant. Like they want to play. Like they want a stadium. They want to actually have a name, and they're gonna play. The talent isn't there. Um, I think they like, did draft Logan Cooley. They did draft Logan Cooley, yeah. who is who is insane. Uh, he's not going to play this year, but. You know they have goal scorers, which is good to build on, right? Lawson Kraus had a had a really solid year. Um, Barrett Hayton's got to find himself. I think he still has a lot of talent, but he has to be able to find that talent. Nick Schmoltz, uh, I don't know how many goals he had exactly. I'm not going to pull it up because whatever. Uh, he could be a 30 goal scorer. Clayton Keller is awesome. He could have a 30 goal, 45 assist season, something like that. So there's points to be made there. Shane Gossesbear was one of the best offensive defensemen in the NHL last year. He like was like fifth in goals for defense. So. They're a team that you have to be mindful of in terms of building a future because I think that this is going to bring a lot of attention to the Coyotes. Um, but Jacob Trich- Jacob Chikrin is going to be on the trade block very early in that season, so look out for him. He's kind of an eh defenseman, but I think that you know he could you know be a guy to add some serious depth to a team, kind of like how Hampus Lindholm did for the Bruins. Okay. Done with all the teams. That was great. Clap it up. I'm glad that well, was. That I think was we'd huge. still be in the Metro if we we just stuck with our original thing. Oh, so, oh, yeah. absolutely. I think we'd be. <laughs> I think we'd still be talking about the Rangers if Probably, I if we did yeah. not have that one minute time limit. <laughs> Probably. But uh, all right. So last but not least, real quick because we're sort of running low on time here. We're good. Calder, Norris, Vesna, Hart Trophy, Stanley Cup champion. Terrence, can you elaborate here? I'd like to hear your predictions if you can. Yes. Mine? Yeah, I mean, well, you, you, yes. you, you, you're always pretty quiet here, so I like, I like to – Yeah, you're very – Give me – I mean, Calder, okay. Calder's kind of tough because I know you don't know a lot of rookies, but give us give us heart. Give us most valuable player. I feel, I feel like you kind of just got to go with McDavid. Yeah, that's fair. I respect that. Stan for my oh unless you, yeah. sorry no, Stan, I, yeah no Stan, Stan. Oh, all right Stan I'm gonna I'm gonna play I'm, I'm gonna play devil's advocate yeah yeah and I'm not gonna go with the with the like the the usual McDavid or Matthews like any of those like top three guys in the league mm-hmm. I'm gonna this is gonna be a bold one and as a betting man as yes. I I look I look and I see okay that's I'm some good odds for the bold stuff go ahead. Give me Artemi Panarin. Ooh, I like it. Okay. Now I want your reasoning. Give me Artemi I want, Panarin. I, want your okay. reasoning. I think I think that he he's just a, surrounded by a line with good players. I I mean Ryan not Ryan Strom. <laughs> Trocheck is a hell of an upgrade yeah. from Ryan Strom. There it is. I agree. And I think Kravstov, and some people say this, even Tim said it before. Kravs Tim believes that Kravstov is better than Kako and Lafreniere and Hedl. Now, granted, he's an Islanders fan, so who right. knows? But, <laughs> but if if Panarin's able to if Panarin's able to replicate the twenty twenty year where he was right. not twenty nine, yeah, ni- the nineteen twenty year where he was nominated for MVP, I think he can do it again. Give me Panarin. 
totally respect it. Like that's again, it's very fun to be bold with awards. The only thing about awards is that the people who vote on these awards, no matter what, like it's not like it's like a fan vote. Because if it was a fan vote, the fans would see, okay, well, if Panarin had like a 150 point season and he like led the league in like overtime winners, he was a huge help for his team. He's the reason why the Rangers are where they are. The fans would say, yeah, Panarin should probably win the Hart Trophy. However, if Panarin, Matthews, and McDavid all have the exact same statistical season, Panarin won't get a first place vote. Yeah. That's my thing. So unless McDavid has a down year, which is unlikely, Matthews doesn't score 45 goals, which is unlikely. Panarin has, yeah. has to have probably a 40-goal season with 70, 80 assists in order to even get consideration. So that's the problem. Now, for Hart Trophy, which, again, I love to be bold with predictions. It's just hard to because of the people who vote for it and what they see in that. Um, I want to be bold and say Kirill Kaprizov just because how much I love him. And if we're thinking Hart Trophy about team MVP, who's the most valuable player to your team, it's him. You take Kaprizov off the wild, they're not a playoff team, period. Um, I love I love Chris. Yeah, and so you know the argument is there for Matthews. I think if you take Matthews off the Leafs, they'd be like they'd be a playoff team, but they'd struggle. McDavid off the Oilers struggle. Um, so I think McDavid's the Hart Trophy again. As long as he's in the NHL, he's going to flirt with 110, 115, 120 points, and he's going to do it in the most magical way possible every single year. So if he stays healthy for a full year, I think he's got that Hart Trophy unlock. Matthews got it last year because he had the he had the sixty goals, but. Um, yeah, I, I just I think I think McDavid's got it this year. All right, uh, real quick, my Norris is Cal McCarr, no doubt. Yep. I mean, respectable. I, I have I have McCarr for guy, Norris. The guy's up. Mm-hmm. The guy's already up there with one of the greatest. Yeah, I mean, he's he's my Norris favorite for sure. I think he's going to win it again. And then Vesna, I'm going to go with Igor again. I know I picked two Rangers. It makes me sound like a homer, but no, no, I get it. it it's. Like and Terrence, I would assume. I mean, unless uh, you know, it's the thing about the thing about goalies, right? Is that you know, in history, if a goalie has an unreal season, they don't back it up again, right? You look around the you look if you look at the past Vezina winners, not only is there not a back to back in like the last like ten fifteen years, but it's always like a goalie like that's like oh like oh, he won the Vezina, so <laughs> you know I think that. Looking at it, I think the the candidates for the Vesna Trophy are probably going to be at least I uh, you know I think Igor has the best chance at winning the Vesna because of just raw talent alone. Like if you're looking at who's the most talented goalie in NHL, it's him. Um, but in terms of if I'm thinking outside of Igor, I have uh, Freddie Anderson, uh, UC Soros, okay. and Jacob Markstrom as my top three. I don't see Vasilevsky right. having. I don't see Vasilevsky ha- having like. Uh, like a top two caliber year. I see him having like a three, four, five caliber year. So we'll see. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, what was I get? Oh, Calder. I'm just going to go with Shane, Wright. I like I that. I just, I just, yeah. I'm just going to go with Shane, Wright. I like I, another, I, I like another Seattle Kraken player in Matty Beneers, Michigan product. Okay. I think he, I think he's like third or fourth there. I know Owen power is the favorite. Uh, and Mason McTavish. Tim had Owen Power. Yeah, and I, I like that, but defenseman, you know, Mo Sider just got it. Um, I, I don't know. I think Mo Sider and Owen Power can kind of be like hand in hand, but I think Beneers, Beneers might, might be able to get like 20, 25 goals this year. So I don't know. I, I like Matty Beneers. I think he can be a really good player. And I, I, think like, I can, like the Beneers pick. Yeah. 
Yeah, hundred percent. He's a good player, and that, that that you know that Seattle team can can hopefully move the puck around and get the puck to him. So he has a good shot. I don't know if you saw his shot like at the end of last year. He had like I want to say he had like five goals in like nine games in one stretch of the season. But he came into the slot like in this area and he put it in like this small space. So he's got talent for sure. So we'll see what happens with Nicole there. Okay, last but not least, Stanley Cup. Who's ho- I, I know I know you said you hate making early season predictions. Yeah, I already did. But so for shit, okay. okay, that is true. Mm-hmm. But for for the love of, for the love of this, who's hoisting the Stanley Cup? So as a hockey fan, like I'll here I'll I'm gonna reveal the hair for a second. Are you gonna take that? You're gonna take the hat off. because here's the thing, right? As a Ranger fan, and especially since they're competitive, like if I was a Coyotes fan, I'd be like, well. The Coyotes are not going to win whatever. But like, even still, <laughs> even if I was a Coyotes fan, I'd be like, the Coyotes are going to win the cup because at the beginning of every season, you know, you want to have the most faith in your team. So it feels right for me to say that the Rangers are going to hold out the cup at the end of the season. But if I'm being a hockey fan, like if I'm thinking outside of the Rangers, my thinking is that Calgary can win the Stanley Cup just because they have that top to bottom okay. talent. Um, and so I think that they are just kind of built for the playoffs a little bit. They had a they had a nice series with Dallas where they took them to seven. They ran into Edmonton, who was just hot. Like McDavid had that OT winner in Calgary. Like that's just yeah. Connor McDavid. So, you know, I think if they run into Edmonton again, I think it's going to be a different story with Huberdeau and Uyghur. But um, I don't know. I can see them lifting the Stanley Cup being like the first Canadian team. And, oh, my God. Well, let's just see. I, I actually want to – Last time since uh, Canadian. Well, if we're logically speaking, the Avalanche were once the Quebec Nordiques. True, ninety three. The Canadians were ninety three. <laughs> yeah, so that's twenty what twenty nine years. So about to be, yeah. That's that's insane. So I think I think Canada finally gets its cup. I think Calgary can take it home this year. All right, I. It's hard for me not to be a homer. I mean, we are a New York podcast. Yeah, no, and I, I want to be. Like, I, I, I'm a Ranger. Yeah. I'm, I, like I said to you, as a hockey fan, and I am, but I'm a Ranger fan, so the Rangers are going yeah. to win the Stanley Cup, right? <laughs> right, absolutely. Right. No, yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. Um, I do love. I do love the Flames pick, though. Yeah, the Flames pick is nice. I'm, ah, give me the Rangers. Screw it. Just take it. Yeah, <laughs> screw I, it. I, I yeah, it. give me the Rangers. Even as a hockey fan, you, you believe in the Rangers to to get it done. Yes, I, I think I do. I think and. I look at the the more experienced players that they have, yeah. Riders, Abanajad, Panarin, all of them. They add Trocheck, and I look at the younger guys too. I look at, I look at Lafreniere. I look at Hedl. I look at Kako. Even Schneider. Yeah. That's sixteen games of or what was it? Sixteen to, like twenty games of playoff experience mm-hmm. from four of your youngest guys that you're trying to build around. All first it, rounders too. All first rounders. Mm-hmm. So, so it's exciting if they can build off. The, if they can build off of that experience from this year with all the other experienced guys, I think they can do it. If it doesn't happen this year, it's going to happen. Right. Eventually, it will happen. Their yeah. time will come. I'm just hoping it's this year. Well, what's so great? Because I want to be – yeah. Yeah. Well, Terrence, I mean, unless you have some – I mean, unless you have a, a little dark horse pick for us here. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I'm, I'm going to go with uh, Minnesota. I like that. Oh, okay. He likes yeah. Kaprizov. Okay. That yeah, West is no, tough. Just, the West is just tough, yeah. though. No, it's super tough. Right. Uh, do I do I see it happening? Not really. But it'd be nice to come back here and uh, if Minnesota's lifting the cup to be like Terrence is right. <coughs> exactly. Terrence is right. Yeah. So I, I like that. It's cool. bold. They got it, but they you know they'd have to beat 
Nashville or, you know, if they, if they actually draw Nashville, then that could be a series that they could win. But if they get out of there, they're probably going to have to play Colorado or whoever comes out yeah. of that central. No, so it would, or it would be It's going to be a tough playoff round. No, for sure. But, you know, Zuccarello has Stanley Cup, playoff, uh, Stanley Cup final experience. So that's another guy who's been there and done that. So we'll see about Minnesota. But just, I mean, with the Rangers, you know, these people are, are predicting them to not like break out or anything, but what Kako's in like year four now, right? I think. Yeah. Yes. Or no. Four. Oh my uh, god. Is, yeah. it, is it three or four? Right. Twenty nineteen. 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 Twenty. Twenty one. Twenty one. Twenty. Yeah. This is year four. Right. So he's not. It's not a baby anymore. Like he's not. He's not a yeah. kid anymore. So four years. That's play. That's a lot of experience. I think Lafreniere is on year three now. Yes, year three. Yes. Miller's on year three. Schneider's on year two. Kravtsov year one. So. You know, they're, it's not like, oh, all these guys are entering their first year. They have no experience, whatever. You know, they all just kind of went deep into the playoffs. So I like the Rangers pick to win the Cup. I want them to win the Cup more than anything because it's just, I mean, come on. So we'll see what happens. I mean, who would? As a hockey fan, <laughs> as a hockey fan, Calgary is the is my pick. All right. Jake. This is great. I love it. Always a pleasure. I love Always this. a pleasure having love you. Love talking hockey. Appreciate Always it. a pleasure. Of course. Love talking hockey. And Matt, too. You're now our long... And yes. Matt, don't forget, Matt. Don't forget to follow Puck Talks on Instagram. Yep. Those one-minute reels probably would have helped me, but, you know, duty calls. <laughs> yeah. A lot of school work. No. But, uh... <laughs> you got to get... You got priorities come and check first. Oh, yes. So... More... more... I put the I put the student student podcast. Right oh there. yeah, but uh, <laughs> no, this is academic. Yeah, of course, this was good academic time. weapon. No, I mean I love oh, talking, I love always a pleasure. Hockey. Yeah, I'd love to I love to chat again. Maybe you know about around Christmas time, maybe some trade deadline stuff. So we'll see what happens. We'll Ooh. see what happens with the season. Maybe get together and talk some more shop. Oh yes, always. All right, Jake and Matt too. Matt yes. isn't here, but Jake and Matt, thank you guys for coming on. Of course. Hopefully, we will see you guys eventually. All right. Peace out.